curlytea.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a, another edition of Fix It Jesus Sundays. Brought to you by me, myself, and my empty purse. Well, just looking at my bills, I'm getting upset. So really, 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 let's just get off up into this podcast. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need Jesus to fix. Any cops who thinks it's a great idea to jump on top of a 14-year-old girl, smash her head into the ground, and then put their knees into her back. So I'm sure you guys have heard by now this ridiculous situation where this cop responds to some type of altercation at a pool party um, and he shows up on a hundred. He's already on the scene acting a straight fool. He hasn't been there for I don't know how many minutes and he's already cursing at all those kids talking to them like they're a piece of trash, talking to them like they are criminals. I mean, he's busting up the place like he's raiding a drug den or something. He's doing tuck and rolls like he's in some type of action movie. It was so freaking ridiculous. I mean, and it was all over the place. If you haven't seen the extended version of that video where he's running around chasing those kids, cursing them out, treating them like garbage throwing them on the ground on the grass he's yelling and screaming like i mean like it was so unwarranted and so ridiculous i mean i saw that video and i was just furious let me tell you if you watch the longer video the seven or so minute video um you can see where he's telling them to leave. Yes, he's treating them like crap and that's inexcusable. He's cursing at them and everything, but he's telling them to leave and they start leaving. Specifically the girl in the bikini that he attacks. She's leaving, she's walking away. He comes up to her from behind and grabs her and slams her on the ground. And that's when all this commotion starts. So she's complying with his order to leave now she can say whatever she wants to say just remember to show respect okay this is this is the united states of america this is a place where the supreme court has already said that your money equals speech so obviously your speech equals speech but the united states supreme court does not agree she's walking away and she's gonna say what she's gonna say because it was a ridiculous situation if i were there i would be talking about this situation too to my friend now what looks like what happens is they're talking and walking away they're complying with the cops and then he's i guess he heard her say something that he didn't like and that he's not gonna take that he's gonna show this little girl This little black girl in particular, he's going to put her in her place. He's going to let her know that he's the law around here. What I say goes, see? I'm the law around here. He's the boss. He's the big guy that she needs to be afraid of and paying attention to and listening to. But it was so, watching that video was just so disturbing on so many levels. First of all, she's an underage girl. Number one. Number two, she's in a bikini because they're at a pool party. Everybody's in their bikinis and their swim trunks. They're at a pool party. So she's she doesn't have on a lot of clothes. And so he grabs her and slams her onto the ground and pushes her head into the dirt. And it's just he then gets on top of her back and puts his knees 
in her back i mean it's just the the imagery of that it's creepy on a whole nother level and it makes you suspicious as to what the intentions were like what would have happened if this were just a normal pool party and there were what I don't know he caught her by herself or he caught her with two or three of her friends instead of all of those people with cameras and everything I'm suspicious as to what would have happened would he have stopped just putting his knees on her back you know what I mean all of this stuff makes you more suspicious of everything and I'm not making any accusations don't get me wrong I'm not making any accusations but it does make you wonder and I'm not gonna apologize for wondering what that was all about and whether or not he's done that before because he didn't seem to have any type of any type of of notion of of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate like, gee like like he's done this before maybe it's not appropriate for you to slam a 14 year old black girl down into the grass and sit on top of her back how does that come out of nowhere how does how does that come out of nothing that's why people need to start investigating the backgrounds and seeing if there were any other similar instant instances if there were any other complaints filed against this man i just i don't i don't buy the excuse that he just had a bad day i'm sorry i don't buy that excuse at all if you had a terrible day then all the more reason for you to go sit down somewhere and let the other cops handle it they didn't need you on that scene or you could have said, look, I need to take 10 minutes. You guys go and handle this. I'll take 10 minutes. I'll take 20 minutes. Or you guys completely handle this and, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. But there's this excuse like, you know, he had a bad day. He responded to another call about this, that, and the third. It doesn't matter to that girl. It wasn't her fault that you had a bad day. So why are you taking this out on her? You know what I mean? It reminds me of people who work in customer service. Well, you don't understand how many people they have to deal with. All day. Well, how is that my fault? So when I come to you, you popping an attitude and acting a fool and acting like you don't want to do your job. That has nothing to do with me. I would never start something because I just, that's not my personality, but I will definitely finish it. So when you're having a bad day and then you try to take out all of those frustrations on somebody that you consider to be an easy mark or an easy target, maybe you really do need to find another line to work. And this guy, Officer David Eric Casebolt, has resigned and he should have gotten fired. Because I think when you resign, you still get whatever benefits that you were on track to receive what whatever the situation is he didn't get fired which he should have been fired immediately but what i find absolutely 100 percent completely more hateful than that are the people who are defending his actions i don't care if you have family members who are cops who are you know who are doing the right thing congratulations to you congratulations to them but this particular cop in this particular circumstance was dead wrong there is no defense for throwing an unarmed 14 year old girl down into the grass and sitting on top of her putting your knees in her back while she's screaming call my mama there is no excuse for that so stop trying to make an excuse for that she wasn't fighting anybody she wasn't fighting you she obviously wasn't reaching for your gun which i'm sure if there were no video that would have been the excuse she's in a bikini so obviously she's not armed 
And this speaks to another notion of how people don't seem to, to see age when it comes to black children. They treat little black kids, little black girls and little black boys, they treat them like black adults. And that's how they come at him. That's how that, that cop was talking to those kids as he was cursing them out. He was cursing them out like they were grown men. He was cursing at those teenage girls like they were grown women. He treated that little 14 year old girl in a bikini like a criminal. And I'm sure there are studies about this and about how well, certain, certain white people don't seem to see the innocence, the fragility, the age of little black boys and little black girls. They always want, those types of people always want to treat them as if they are interacting with another grown African-American person. And if you are already inclined to see African-American African -American people as, you know, criminals or somebody that needs to be checked or put into their place, then it stands to reason that it will only extend to children as well. And it's so mean-spirited and so hateful because you know for a fact if there were little 14-year-old Madison or 14-year-old Taylor or 14-year-old Sarah Jane in her bathing suit, it never would have occurred to him to slam her to the ground twice, push her head into the grass and sit on top of her chest while she's screaming, call my mama. It never would have occurred to him to even respond in that way, regardless of the type of day he had before he came to that call. And I'm particularly talking about this cop because the other cops never, the other cops on the scene, never treated any of the other kids the way this cop was treating that 14 year old girl. So what was different about him on that day? Or what was different about him in general? Because I'm sure this this comes, I, I will say it and I will always say it. This type of stuff doesn't come out of nowhere. You don't just suddenly show up and have a bad day and feel like slamming a 14 year old girl in a bikini to the ground and sitting on her back. You don't just automatically feel that way out of the blue. And and there's at least one report out right now from theroot.com that says that Eric Casebolt, the cop, his name is David Eric Casebolt, was accused of racial profiling and excessive force like, um, what was it, in 2008. So I don't know what the results of that case was, you know, right now, because I'm only reading headlines right now. But yeah, something was in the water before now. He didn't all of a sudden poop out magically decide that he was going to respond this way on this day to this situation. And somebody brought this up on one of the shows. A parent would be investigated by Child Protective Services if they treated their child this way in public. So just think about that. If this, if he were off duty or if he wasn't a cop and this was his daughter that he treated like this in public, his 14 year old daughter, they would be investigating him and prosecuting him possibly for assault or for child abuse. Take this out of the current circumstance and put this in any other circumstance and this man would not be allowed to get away with this without some type of criminal charge. And certainly people would be just as outraged if this were, you know, some guy in Walmart and he slams his kid, his 40 year old kid down to the ground, curses at him and turns him over, smushes his face onto the ground and then puts his knees into that kid's back. What would you do if you'd have seen that? Would you say, oh, well, you know, he's just doing his job as father. Nope you would be calling the police and that person would be investigated by child protective services 
So why should there be, you know, why should he be able to get off any type of criminal charges by resigning? Or at least that's what he's trying to do in my opinion. So yeah, I'm gonna need Jesus to fix the mind of this fool and fix the attitudes of these people who think it's a great idea to slam a 14 year old girl in a bikini down into the grass and sit on top of her chest while she's screaming call my mama i'm gonna need jesus to fix that attitude because i don't see how a conscience would magically kick in and do it for them because if you don't already see that as disgusting something is gonna have to touch you to make you see it as disgusting maybe it's gonna have to happen to your 14 year old sarah jane your 14 year old taylor your 14 year old madison and I want to see you turn to the camera when it's your kid and say, oh, well, the cop was just doing his job. And I got a fix it. Jesus tech note to send out to Samsung. OK, I'm going to need y'all to fix this whole thing whereby you are slowly trying to morph into iPhone. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't want a Samsung phone that you can't remove the battery. I don't want a Samsung phone that I can't expand the memory with a micro SD card. I mean, what were you thinking? Our researchers have an idea. I'm gonna need Jesus to fix y'all's strategy or something. I don't buy Samsung products because they're like Apple. I buy Samsung products because they're not Apples. They're not iPhones. They're not iPads. That's why I buy them. I like the quality. I like the ability to make up my own mind about how much storage I want to be able to add to it. I don't want somebody telling me that this is all you're going to get. And if you want more, you have to pay $100 more or $200 more. For what? Or if something's wrong with the battery or the phone get, gets old, I have to throw it away or, or trade it in instead of just popping out that battery and popping in a new one. That's not why I am up to this point a loyal Samsung customer. So I'm going to need y'all to fix y'all strategy. Because what I'm seeing with this latest S6, no. I don't care about glass and metal. That just means I have to babysit it more. It's a good subject for argument, agreed? I don't care about that. That means nothing to me. That's never meant anything to me. I was already upset. I have been upset with Samsung since they snatched the front-facing speakers off the Galaxy Tab. So y'all know where I am right now. And then they tried to get all fancy by adding these hardware buttons that I also don't like because I'm always accidentally touching them. And then on top of that, if that weren't bad enough, y'all can go and change these phones. Like, like I don't understand what were you thinking. If I wanted an iPhone, I would have bought an iPhone. IPhone. I want to purchase a Samsung Galaxy product that is up to date, that is great, that allows me the ability to change the freaking battery if I wanted to, to pop in a micro SD card if I wanted to. That's the whole point. Stop. Stop, 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 stop right now. Whoever y'all got planning y'all strategies and tactics and all this other mess, send that person out of the room, send that person on vacation, send that person somewhere else but don't let them try to turn you into baby Apple. Stop it, stop. And I'm Samsung all day long on the tablets and the phones. My mom even has a Samsung branded oven. I mean, I'm going to need Samsung to remain Samsung. 
and not to morph into this baby apple. I don't want that. If I wanted an apple, I would have bought an iPhone. So I'm gonna need y'all to go back to the drawing board. Go back to what made you what made you famous, what made you the big boy on the block. Go back to what made you Samsung. Or else I'm switching to somebody else. I'm look already, I'm already eyeing LG. I'm already eyeing HTC because of this latest turn that y'all, this is one step too many. Snatching out the ability to change the battery and snatching out the micro SD. That is, those are two steps too many. So I'm gonna need Jesus to fix Samsung's tech strategy so they can come up with some better ideas. And for God's sakes, put the freaking speakers back on the front of your tablets. Jesus. You are listening to CurlyT.com's Fix It Jesus podcast. Please enjoy this short music break. During this podcast break, go ahead and become a subscriber at CurlyT.com. Click the subscribe link at the top, enter your information, and have all of the recipe data at your fingertips. Sign up at curlytea.com today and get all of the recipe information at your fingertips. You are listening to CurlyT.com's Fix It Jesus podcast. Please enjoy this short music break. So keep listening for more information. Oh my goodness, I am going to need Jesus to fix the attitudes of some of these ridiculous people who are going out of their way to defend Rachel Dolezal. And how she made the decision to lie about her entire life. Okay, see, first of all, let me, let me get something straight right now. Nobody's saying that she didn't have a right to be in some way involved or even the, the president of the local chapter of the NAACP. Nobody says that. Nobody with sense says that anyway. Nobody who knows that the NAACP was founded mostly by white people. Nobody who knows that would have a problem with her being in any type of leadership position. But let me tell you right now, Rachel Dolan all made a choice to perpetuate a lie just like those who are defending her are making a choice to overlook her position in society to even make that choice to begin with it's like the problem is not the fact that she is a white woman the problem is the fact that she's been lying about her background this entire time like who is this chick we don't know we don't even know. And that's where some of this, you know, some of the, the criticisms about what she did is, is getting into place. That's the problem here. But when people are looking at this, they're trying to be all academic about this and all this other crap and ascribing all types of motives to the people who are criticizing her. Stop it. If this is something that popped off and then somebody comes up and says, you know, Rachel Dolezal was in the position to make the choice to perpetuate this lie because 
of the social construct of race. If somebody says that, they're not saying that because they just don't like the fact that some white woman is over the NAACP. Stop it. I know you are smarter than that if that's how you are analyzing this whole situation. You're smarter than that. And quite frankly, she was in this position because of the one-sided social construct of race. The benefits of, of social constructionism is is inherently one-sided because the people with the most power usually determine like which group will have the most favorable lifestyle, the most favorable chances, the most access to power, and which groups will essentially be subservient to that dominating group. You know what I mean? People are broken down into groups based on very obvious physical features, features that everyone can see. This breakdown is, is, is completely irrespective of financial background, you know, economic mobility, business prowess, and other types of factors that, that go into determining which person is in which group. Now, because of the initial race she belonged to, and sort of given the history of intermingling between, between the races, Rachel Dolezal apparently could, you know, waltz right into the mixed chicks world and lay claim to what society considers to be one form of blackness. That's her, that's part of the benefit of the group that she comes from. It's a major benefit to one of those socially constructed groups, meaning white. So no matter what a person from that group chooses to do, you know, if they have enough gall and are unchallenged, they could essentially get away with pursuing the type of lifestyle they want to live, like Rachel Dolezal. So when people point out the fact that she was in a position to make the choice to lie about all of this, stop assuming that the criticism is coming from a place of, well, we just don't want white people to be in control of our stuff. Stop. Stop, stop, stop right now. You know, she made a choice to be what she wanted to be. And that's something only a very, very small number of people from her chosen group, meaning black people, could actually choose to do. She chose to be black, but can I choose to be white? Of course, I can do whatever I want to do, but how I am treated is another thing altogether. I could put on a blonde wig and proclaim myself to be a white woman and try to lay claim to all of the perceived advantages that contains. But without most of the people around me in society believing it, I can't access any of those perceived advantages. This is why I think race isn't some amorphous thing created by people. I just, I don't, I don't, no. I think race is way more concrete than people want to admit. Being treated like crap because you fit the description is an actual experience, not some convoluted academic theory. That 14-year-old girl in that bikini who got slammed to the ground twice by that cop had an actual experience, not an exercise in critical thinking. Dude who got shot in the back by a cop and then proclaimed, that cop proclaimed that he reached for his taser and then you got, you got it on tape that the whole freaking thing was a setup so that he could get off taking responsibility for what he did. That's a mess that actually happened. And if you ask him how many white people he shot in the back and then planted evidence on, I'm sure the list is zero. I'm sure that list is zero. And the ability of this lady to move back and forth between groups as she chose 
can be compared to the notion of passing where, you know, light-skinned black people back in the day used to pass for white. But Dolezal didn't make her decision because, you know, she was fleeing a massive system of hatred and oppression. She wasn't trying to flee a system which made her feel like she couldn't breathe because someone's foot was on her neck at every moment of the day. A system where her body would be used against her will for sex and procreation. A system where she, you know, depending on the shade of her skin, would be pitted against those from her own race in this sort of hateful divide and conquer scheme. So don't give me that crap about this is just like how black people used to pass for white. No, it ain't the same, bruh. It just ain't. And really, I'm just gonna need Jesus to fix these generalizations being made about people who have a problem with Rachel Dolezal. She was lying about her identity and background. That's what I'm so shocked about. She did everything except steal someone's name and social security number. She assumed an entirely different identity and concealed her past. People get fired for doing less than that all the time. She lied on who her father was, apparently. Apparently, when asked if she was African-American, she didn't give an answer at all and walked off from an interview. She apparently checked the black and the white boxes on some form she filled out to get a job. I mean, this is the problem. This is the problem. This right here. Not the fact that she was a white woman in a position of power. I mean, please. That's everywhere. That's that's all over the place. Nobody has a problem with that. And they don't specifically have a problem with, or at least I don't, and the people that I talk to don't have a problem with the fact that she had some type of position of, of leadership in the NAACP. I mean, please, it's the NAACP. That ain't breaking news. Call me if she was the leadership of, of I don't know, the local Black Panther Party chapter. That would be news. That would be a little shocking to me. But the NAACP, nah, nah. People are ticked off because there are questions about her honesty. This lady has made accusations about receiving a hate mail package in her P.O. box back in February. Now the police investigated and interviewed the postal workers who said it was highly unlikely that the package was processed through the post office. So somebody with a key to the P.O. box must have put it there. Now she's the one who has a key to the P.O. box. And people were speculating that it was mighty funny all of these little incidents that seem to pop up when she's being questioned in some way. You know what I mean? People were also suspicious when she reportedly discovered a swastika on the door of the Human Rights Education Institute, you know, when the security cameras were magically turned off. And there was some question as to whether or not that was an accurate accusation because nobody could run it down. Nobody could figure out what was going on and why it happened and why the security cameras magically turned out to be off. You know, she reportedly asked her adopted brother not to blow her cover when he visited her in 2012, according to media reports. So stop acting like people are just after her because she just so happened to be a white woman. I mean, stop it. And oh my God, stop comparing Rachel Dolezal's choice to be a biracial woman to Caitlyn Jenner being born female in a male's body. It's hateful to transgender people by saying they, like Rachel, made the choice to be the opposite sex. It's not a choice for someone who feels female in every way but is born in a male's body. I mean, by making that comparison, what is your argument? Is your argument that Dolezal is, is a black woman trapped in a white woman's body? Is that what you're saying? 
but she's never claimed that she was a black woman trapped in a white woman's body. She straight up lied about actually being born a biracial black woman. She never talked about transitioning to black. She straight up refusing to admit she was born a white woman altogether. It's a ridiculous comparison. It is an absolutely, absolutely ridiculous argument. One thing has nothing to do with the other unless your analysis of this entire topic is as shallow as a rain puddle, honey. Like, what are you saying? And the, the ridiculous thing about it is that her contributions to the African-American community whatever they are could have been given without her lying about her background as i said already many people already know the history of the naacp and that it was founded by white people and the first president was some white dudes so don't act like you're teaching all of us something by disclosing that fact in defending dolezal's behavior if she did everything she's already done if she did everything she's already done but without the lies the hiding or the questionable allegations, none of this would even be an issue. This wouldn't even be news. So I'm gonna need Jesus to fix the ridiculousness, for real. Anyway, that's all I have for this edition of Fix It Jesus. Anyway, I will talk to you guys soon, probably most likely in another CurlyT.com podcast, so look out for those. And look for more of these little rants. I will definitely try to go on and try to record more and post them up so y'all can tell me how y'all feel. If y'all agree, if y'all disagree, whatever the situation is. Anyway, <laughs> I'll talk to y'all soon. Don't forget you can add your blog posts, opinions, recipes, and links to your business and social media websites by signing up and becoming a subscriber at curlytea.com. Thank you.